I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey everyone, welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 172. And today I am going to be talking about a book called Forever Strong, at least part of it. I think it will be a three-part series for this book. It's titled Forever Strong, A New Science-Based Strategy for Aging Well, written by Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. So I have one year till I'm turning 50. And so this book kind of intrigued me as I'm kind of entering the last half of my years and how do I like help myself age well. And I found her approach interesting. Okay, but before I get into that, how is everyone? And did you miss me last week? Sorry, I thought I'd be able to get a podcast in, but I ended up not being able to because I traveled to go see my older kids in college and my son was in an opera and we wanted to see him and then I did some wedding things with my daughter and it was really quick trip and then I serve in the temple like twice a month so that kind of takes all day because I have to drive to Columbus to do that so anyway I didn't get it in last week but hopefully you guys were able to catch up on something you missed so I didn't give you any sort of warning because I thought I'd be able to get it in, but I'm back. No worries. And today we're going to talk about aging well and our muscles, really. But first, you guys, okay, can I just give you just a random thought? Because my daughter was working on this essay. She's a in her freshman English class. And I mean... She had to read Of Mice of Men. Does everybody have to just read Of Mice of Men? And that book, oh, it's so depressing. It's so funny because I had to substitute for a class last year that was doing this book. And I ended up being that class two or three different times, maybe two times. And so throughout the day, I had time to just like read through the book And then when I got home after like the second day, except for that class, I had just like a chapter left and I was like, I might as well finish it. And then I was like, oh, it's really such a sad, tragic book. And there really hasn't been no other book written since 1937 that can talk about those same themes. I don't know. I was just like, oh my gosh, this book. And I sort of remember reading the book, but it was kind of vague. And then when I read it again, like last year, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm glad I didn't remember it. It's so sad. And I just have a little commentary about getting our kids to want to read. And no offense to John Steinbeck, he was a great writer, but that book is depressing and it doesn't make you want to read other books. I mean, maybe it does. I don't know. But I just feel like with our youth today, let's give them books that they're like so excited to read. They're fun, exciting stories. Anyway, that's just my little commentary on that. Okay, 
So today we are going to talk about, I know I say we a lot and it's really me, but we together, you are going to listen. I'm going to talk. We're like a team. Here we are. You're willing to listen to me today about Forever Strong, okay? So I discovered this book as I was just kind of like scrolling through looking for a new book and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then I started listening to the book and I was kind of fascinated. And there are two kind of like main points of this book. I was fascinated because I'm like, you know, as I said earlier, getting close to 50 and I notice things as I kind of watch people that are older than me. What do they struggle with? And is there ways that I can avoid that? Or how do I kind of stay healthy? And it's just really interesting. So her main point is that we need to have strong muscle to age well. And our skeletal muscle is more important than just strength and mobility. There's like so much more that it does for us, which I think is so cool. So she talks about how skeletal muscle is vitally important and that we also need to eat a lot of protein to help our muscles be supported, especially animal protein. And what I thought was just so fascinating because animal protein, especially beef, gets this like such a bad rap. And in part of the section of this book, she just talks about how actually beef is like the OG of superfoods. It has all the amino acids that you need to like help you function the best. So I'll talk more about that on another episode. Today, I'm going to talk about muscle and the importance of muscle health. Okay, so Dr. Gabrielle Lyon kind of had an interesting path to get to where she is. And I think it's fascinating because I think about like the Glucose Revolution book and how she ends up like having this path to get to where she has this foundation of information from her experience. And so she became a doctor and in her residency she did it in psychiatry because she wanted to study what makes people the best version of themselves but then she also did like a fellowship in like family medicine where she was working with older individuals and obese patients and one thing that she came to discover about both these types of patients is that she says the one thing both of these groups had in common wasn't a weight problem but a muscle problem. She goes on to point out that many of her patients had a low muscle mass or some impairment in their muscle. They all lacked strength to perform certain movements and they had low physical tone along with blood markers that indicated unhealthy muscle. Their issue wasn't body fat, she realized, it was a lack of sufficient healthy muscle tissue. And then she talks about how like she shares her story, how she used to be like so kind of hyper-focused on her health and would try to eat like whole foods and exercise. She said she would exercise like 14 hours a week. I don't even know how you get that in and be a doctor. And a lot of it was cardio, but because she wasn't eating enough protein, she was always just feeling tired and hungry. So she even started binge eating and she shares this. She said, under eating protein left my body starved for extra fuel. All the carbs I ate at the time kept me hungry and at the mercy of constant blood sugar peaks and crashes. Hey, we've talked about that. She says, once I added quality strategically consumed protein to my diet, my suffering began to ease. I had regained control of my health. 
proper nutrition helped my body recover from my workouts and supported my new growth so I could finally see results of the efforts I've been putting in. Muscles started forming and my whole body changed. So what she says is her whole protocol is that it is muscle-centric and protein-forward in nutrition. She says when you have that, you usually gain muscle, and as a result of that, you kind of lose fat, but you have more energy. So instead of just making people lose fat, she says it's really important that a lot of times when people are asked to lose fat, they lose muscle too, and that her thesis is... Your ability to survive and thrive, no matter your age, is directly related to your muscle tissue health. That's a pretty big statement. I'm just going to talk a little bit about how she is just saying how we have this opportunity to strengthen our muscles and how important that is, not just so that we can move better or be stronger, but that it has like all sorts of other benefits. She goes on to say... I have so many quotes, so hopefully I'll make the most sense, but here's her basic idea about muscles and strength training. She says, strength training can carry stigmas of a vanity and quote unquote bro science, but muscle does far more essential work than improving appearance or athleticism. Instead, this dynamic tissue, which makes up about 40% of a person's mass, is the keystone of organ health. Healthy muscle is imperative to a body's function. That's why if you want to change your body inside and out, repairing damaged muscle and building new lean muscle mass form the critical first step. She also points out that most of our like muscles, we're not aware of all the other things that our muscles do. Obviously, it impacts like our movement, But she also says this, skeletal muscle, the muscle that moves bones to control our locomotion, not only constructs our physical architecture, but also impacts our physiological structure. A grossly underestimated resource, muscle burns fat, drives metabolism, protects against disease, and so much more. Okay, so she basically is saying that if we have strong muscles and if we continue to strengthen our muscles like throughout our lives, even into our senior lives, that we will have our longest, most capable, fulfilling life. So this is one thing she mentions that having strong muscles boosts your immune system and your immune function, okay? She says, training also boosts your immune function via peptides, small molecules composed of amino acids released during muscle contraction Key peptides can send signals in the body that help fight off germs and reduce inflammation. In essence, building muscle creates something like body armor that protects you in all domains of health. Okay, so then she goes on and talks about how strong muscles can help you as you regulate your blood sugar. And if you've listened to any of the Glucose Revolution episodes from last January, that was one of her things is like describing what glucose does. So when we have sugar or food and it gets turned into glucose in our body, our body can only take so much, okay? And she goes on to explain that then the stuff that's not used for the cells for energy needs to be taken out. And if you have strong muscles, our muscles can take care of the rest of the glucose. And our muscles are the one things that like the organ, because the other organ is the liver that helps us get rid of the glucose. We can't really like exercise 
and build our liver, but we can with our muscles. So she's saying as you build and strengthen your muscle, that is going to help you to regulate your blood sugar and help your body's capacity to store and burn glucose. She says the most important thing to understand right now is that it is absolutely possible to optimize or restore proper metabolic function by building and maintaining healthy muscle. All right. And then she mentions that our skeletal muscle also acts as an amino acid reservoir, keeping these fundamental nutrients flowing in your body in the absence of food. This is the metabolic duty of muscle. If you become sick or injured, the body will pull amino acids from your available muscle tissue to repair and protect itself. So she goes on, muscle health has two major components, one physical and two metabolic. The physical involves strength and mass, while the metabolic affects insulin sensitivity, glucose regulation, fatty acid oxidation, and mitochondria health. Often called the powerhouse of a cell, mitochondria play a critical role in converting the food we eat into energy our cells can use. And as we use and strengthen our muscles and like do resistance training, especially, that helps the stimulation of all of those functions, the glucose regulation, the fatty acid oxidation, and the mitochondria health. It's just really cool. And what she mentions is that what we commonly think of as diseases of aging are really diseases of impaired muscle. Because if you think about that, when you think about people who are getting older, you don't really think about people who are weight training or exercising as much, they're slowing down and their muscle mass is getting smaller. But that is one thing at any age you can continue to build again. So she mentions again and again how it's never too late to start rebuilding your muscle. She goes on to say, the more healthy muscle you have, the greater ability your body has to stay in homeostasis or balance. And then she also says when you have a good healthy muscle, it also helps regulate, again, your blood sugar from going too high because it can absorb a little more of that, but it also then helps it from getting too low. The muscles assist in blood sugar stabilization. So here we go. So lots of really good reasons why muscle health is important. Then she talks about how actually muscles also participate in the endocrine system of our body. What is that? (laughs) It's basically... The endocrine system consists of tissues, mainly glands, that create and release hormones. So this isn't from her book. This is, I got a definition from the Cleveland Clinic. And she says, understanding that muscle health can also be an endocrine system is a fairly new discovery. But what the endocrine system does, it creates and releases hormones. And then hormones are chemicals that coordinate different functions in your body by carrying messages through your blood to your organs, skin, muscle, and other tissues. These signals tell your body what to do and when to do it, okay? So she's saying if you have strong muscles, there's a couple things they've discovered about what it can do to help in the endocrine system with your hormones. What she talks about are called myokines. So she goes on to say, skeletal muscles' ability to release these circulating hormone-like proteins called myokines establishes muscle tissue as an endocrine organ. In plain English, that means skeletal muscle releases substances that travel in the bloodstream and influence other cells to help regulate multiple body functions far beyond simple locomotion. Myokines released in response to muscle contraction during exercise play a significant role in energy utilization. 
These proteins, which help regulate metabolism in all body tissues, also exert specific health-boosting anti-inflammatory effects of different tissues while improving immune function and metabolism. So these myokines are really important and they get released when you're doing your weight training or really working your muscles. She goes on to say, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon is perhaps the most important organ system, the skeletal muscles system for combating our current health crisis, regaining exceptional health and maximizing physical performance. Your quality of life correlates directly with your muscle health. If your muscles are healthy, you live better. And I think she says that like multiple times. Okay, so again, she points out how when we do our weight training and stress our muscles, these myokines can also improve our sense of well-being and capacity to learn. Studies have shown that working out increases blood flow to the brain, promoting the development of new brain cells while helping to clear out toxins. And again, she wants to point out that this is the one organ in our body, covers 40% of our body, that we have control over. We can like work it to even make it bigger so it can make a bigger impact on our life. Okay, so I thought this quote was really interesting. She said, what does more damage, losing muscle or gaining fat? And she says the answer is losing muscle. She says a study of elderly men comparing obesity with sarcopenia, which is muscle loss. There was this study that losing muscle quality means you lose the metabolic advantages of muscle, specifically power, strength, and mitochondria. Importantly, these disadvantages can occur when muscle tissue is lost at any age, any age. Then she goes into this whole chapter about how muscle lowers our chance of disease, but then if we do get sick, that it helps us to recover more quickly. And even if we do get something like a cancer, she says a lot of doctors just disregard the idea of building your muscle and how much that can really help in the survival from nearly all diseases. She goes to say, during times of infection, physical trauma, and cancer, the human body requires a significant influx of amino acids. The body sources these from its own amino acid reserves, muscle tissue. The more high quality muscle tissue you have to draw from, the longer you can survive. And she just says that she feels like a lot of doctors really ignore that or they don't even know and that it should be part of a prescription as a lot of times you talk about, I know when my mom was sick, we talked a lot about her nutrition and what she was eating, but we didn't really talk about building muscle. And we did try to walk with her and exercise with her, but I think even just a lot of extra strength training might have, you know, who knows, made a difference. And then the other thing that she didn't really talk about, but I think as you get older, you know, this is an issue, especially as you think about I've had a few people like in my ward or that I've known who've fallen and I have a, a neighbor who broke like her leg and another person I know who broke like a hip from falling and another person I know who like had some cracked vertebrae and all of those things can like your bones actually get stronger and more dense when you do strength training and lift. So all of those things 
are important as we think about aging. And I just think it's fascinating that sometimes as we get older, we kind of think, oh, I'm not really going to do that anymore. And maybe it's actually better for us to do not as much cardio because maybe it's hard on our knees or whatever. I personally enjoy my days where I am doing more weight training. So since I've read this book, I've really tried to make sure I'm doing more weight training. And I actually, let's see, this was probably five or six years ago for my birthday. I got like a set of adjustable weights because I like working out at home. That was the one thing that I was kind of missing for working out was like doing weight training. So this idea that you can build your muscle, it can help with not only your locomotion and your movement and your strength in that way, but she's saying it, it helps with your immune help. It like it can help you not get sick as easily. Or if you are sick, if you have strong muscles, it can help you get better faster. Then she's also saying these myokines that are released really do help influence your body like a hormone does, as well as the benefits it has with regulating your blood sugar. That when you're working out, when you're building muscle, that it uses that extra glucose that's in your body without adding any extra insulin. For the next few weeks, I'm going to share kind of two more big points that she has about forever strong. And next week, I'm going to share a little bit about her suggestions, how you like strengthen your body at every age. Because she does say that our metabolism does start slowing down as we age. But a way to combat that is to just do more weight training. And again, she is very protein forward and complete proteins, mostly like animal protein. And so this sort of reminded me of, I was chatting with my mother-in-law, this was a few months ago, and she was telling me about her water aerobics class instructor who is in her 90s. And I want to say she's 98, but I don't know if that's really true. (laughs) So I know she's for sure somewhere in her 90s. And my mother-in-law is just like fascinated with this woman. She's a certified lifeguard. Like to be a lifeguard and to be recertified, you have to do some rigorous things. And then she's in the water teaching senior water aerobics and just helping these women become stronger. And I just thought it was so cool to see. It's almost like an evidence, like she probably has pretty strong muscle strength because she's doing her best to just stay active and keep strengthening it. And here she is, like able to teach a class of cute seniors who may be younger than her. It's actually really funny. My mother-in-law is like fascinated by her, but she's like, she can just walk into the pool without like holding on. And she's just amazing to watch. So one of the things I think we can do as we get older is to make sure we're continuing to strengthen our muscles and not give up on that. And that if it's like hard for you to even like do strength training or anything. The one thing I've noticed is there's a ton of YouTube videos out there and you can get those like circular bands and those actually work really, really well. So you don't need to spend a ton of money. There's even a ton of videos just using your body weight, push-ups. I mean, I don't really like push-ups, but like you can use that and so many other things that you can do. You don't need to have like a huge weight set 
to make this work for you. And I even think like, especially in the summer when you can be in water because that adds resistance. So all those things can help. Today, I just wanted to give you a little bit of information on why muscle health is important. So in the next two episodes, I'm going to talk a little bit more about like how we can keep strong throughout our different decades of our lives, which she mentions, and then the importance of protein. Okay, you guys, let's go build some muscle. All right, talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening. 